listening to Lone Star Community Radio. This program was broadcasted and recorded live from the LSCR studios in downtown Conroe, Texas. Lone Star Community Radio is supported by listeners like you. Donate and sponsor today. For more information on getting involved with Lone Star Community Radio, contact us at lscrstudios at gmail.com or visit us online at www.irlonestar.com. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you for joining us on this edition of the Weekly Business Hour. I'm Rick Schisler. I'm your host. I'm also a Silver Fox advisor and the founder of OneBestConsult.com. Well, I'm glad you've taken time to join us on today's program. I think we've got some interesting material, and I know we've got a really exciting, interesting guest talking about a very, very important topic. But before we go there, I want to do a quick introduction of what's going on. We are broadcast, as you may know, from the studios of Lone Star Community Radio in downtown Conroe, Texas, Montgomery County. Uh, and what's important about that? Well, we're a community radio station here. We're a nonprofit, so if you see fit to uh, donate some money, that's deeply appreciated. We have a wide variety of programming that's all brought to you by local individuals. Uh, that want to get a message out, and the messages vary from veterans affairs to what's going on in the city, on uh, events that are happening all over the place. Today we're talking about, of course, business. But I encourage you to go to this website for Lone Star Community Radio. It's real simple. It's IRLoneStar.com. That's IRLoneStar.com. And just take a couple minutes learn more about the station, learn what you can do to help the station continue to broadcast all that's going on in our local community here in Conroe and Montgomery County. Secondly, I want to encourage you to join the community that we have right here on the Weekly Business Hour. It's real simple. Just drop me an email, rick, R-I-C-K, at IRLoneStar.com. Drop me an email, connect with us. We have emails that come in, people put out their personal challenges, they've got a situation in their business, they need some advice or want some advice, those kind of are not necessarily the same thing, (laughs) but when it happens, you've got somebody with an ear that's going to listen and respond. So drop me an email, rick at irlonestar.com. Okay, first off today, quick thought. Now it's a no-go on recession. You know, I've learned more about recessions in the last six months than I learned in the first 70 years of my life. It is pretty amazing. All the government experts, all the economists, they have called it, yes, a recession, no recession, soft recession, sliding recession, rolling recession. And we've talked about it a little bit on the show about those kind of things. But now the consensus seems to be this past week that there won't be any recession. Of course, don't forget, we don't know what the measurement really is of what a recession is. All I know is that when I talk to business people and people out there in the community, Montgomery County and beyond in the greater Houston area and other places in our country, I hear people talk about difficulties. Inflation is the main boogeyman right now. Inflation is there. They say it's dropping, but I guarantee you the average business and individual is feeling the inflationary a pressure when they go to buy things, when they go to uh, contract for services. What does this all mean to you as a business owner? Same thing we've talked about week after week whenever we touch on recession is you need to keep an eye out and pay attention to your numbers. This is one of the reasons it's so important that you produce regular financial statements on your business, operating statements, profit and loss in particular, so you know how you're actually performing. I appreciate gut instinct. It served me well all my career, but the numbers will tell the complete story and give you the kind of information you need to make those decisions that have short and long-term impacts on your business. So keep an eye out, keep an ear to the ground, but make sure you get your numbers and the numbers are accurate. Well, the Weekly Business Hour is where Montgomery County and businesses now throughout the world come to talk about the latest in business news, ideas to improve their businesses, and to be part of conversations that can make 
hopefully a real difference in their business. I want to remind you, if you're not a regular listener, that the show is broadcast where you can watch as well as listen. Simply go to YouTube or Facebook, type in the Weekly Business Hour, go to that page, click on it, and you can watch as well as listen to us here on the Weekly Business Hour. And also, again, please, if you've got a question, if you've got a suggestion for the show, if you've got a concern for your specific business, drop me that email, rick at irlonestar.com. Okay, now we're to what we're here primarily to do, and that is to talk to people in the business community, not just here in Conroe, Montgomery County, but beyond. And today we're blessed to have an expert with us. It's a topic we haven't visited in quite a while, and it's a very important topic because it's, it's crunch time, if you will, in the business insurance area. So I'm proud to welcome Kyle Yeary. He's a commercial specialist with First Insurance Specialist. We're going to have an open discussion on the current market for business insurance, as well as what you need to be doing to prepare for the upcoming hurricane season. Kyle, welcome to the show. Well, thank you, Dick. Thank you, uh, Rick, uh, for having me. Really honored. Well, I'm glad I got that Irish name out. Yes, Yes, sir. You know, every, every day we, get, we learn something, whether we like it or not. I've already, I've got my thought for the day already on the scoreboard. But thank you, seriously, for being here. Give our audience a little bit of background of your business or business background and what brought you to kind of where you are today. Okay. Well, thank you. And thanks again for having me. I've, I've, I've ran across you in different chamber events, and I'm really just honored to be here, um, Rick. So. Yeah, so uh, I started this way back when I was about five years old in my um, in my mom's office, I guess I'd say. say. Um, so, yeah, I've been around insurance for a while, swore I'd never get into it and have anything to do with it. Because when we were kids, my uh, one of my business partners and I would go down to an office and take staples out of a, um, had a three-part uh, policy then. And had carbon in there. We'd take staples out, and they'd reuse, do whiteouts. I don't know what we were doing. We were always playing with papers. Uh, my mom went to work for an insurance company in the late 60s, early 70s. And so I've always been around it. Dad bought into it in 75 and started commercial in, over in East Texas. And uh, so, yeah, I've been around it. Uh, he was a before sold homes and um, also a draftsman. And uh, we had a building company. My grandfather had a Yuri uh, building in over in East Texas, and really proud of that. He was a uh, 1957. I have in my office. He was on the board of the chamber, 1957. So think of that's why I'm such a chamber man and uh, network like that. But uh, try to make a difference in the world as he did. But um, he had been, he, you know, building. Uh, um, company hardware store and he figured out he started building on the lakes over there as they popped up sam rayburn and all that and there was a need instead of just funding somebody else he actually took uh start building become a, a general contractor i love that part of the business so i went to work for my my dad did insurance i'm like all these papers i'm like i'll never do that and i went to work for the uh, contracting side and then went off to college and uh, uh kilgore san, uh, san marcus and Got out. I've had four jobs in my life. Uniform rental sales, uh, Coca-Cola for 15 years, home inspections. Did that for a while. And then it was enough technology for us, for me to open a plant in cold call, cold turkey, just work out of the house and, uh, and build this business. And that's what I did. Dad's had some great relationships with carriers. And I've built this over here on our own. And Two accounts handed to me, and it was really a, a after Harvey uh, church accounts when they had bad claims. So th- those are the accounts that I got handed. <laughs> Everything else, we've knocked on doors and just organic. And I've loved it. I love the talking to folks. You know, as I know, uh, back <coughs> in the day, I always thought, I was going to tell you, I, I got into insurance because I hear they play golf on uh, Fridays and fish on Mondays. But I've learned that that was only health and life guys. These PNC guys like me, we work all the time, so... Now, my, uh, another guy that was kind of a mentor was a State Farm guy in Jasper, Joe Knight. He was my Sunday school teacher, and I always – he's still working today, but he did, he did fish every Friday. But he was a good guy, and my dad's just done well with it and helped a lot of folks, and that's why I've done, been doing it around here for about 10 years. You know, it really does help when you start a business to have had that kind of mentorship, as in the case of your dad and someone else, to learn the ropes, so to speak. 
and then you are better prepared than a lot of people to start a new business. I think so. Well, there's no doubt about that. So you originally are from Jasper yes, in sir. East Texas. Yes, sir. And uh, you decided to come to the Conroe-Montgomery County area, Montgomery. Right. What brought you over here? Well, we were Coca-Cola 15 years. And so single and a uh, couple of locations, Corpus, San Antonio, and then the Valley for about five years. Wife and I came together. Uh, had a four-year-old. Um, he I always joke, he and I grew up together. And uh, so we just wanted something a little closer to home, a little closer to dad. So Houston, Austin, we were looking Came over, uh, ran the sales manager for Channel View uh, Coca-Cola. Did that for about five years. The job went away. It was always changing. A little bit different now. We had three, four, we had three kids, and Mama didn't want to go to Dallas, and that was kind of one of the things we were looking at or going somewhere else. And so I got into home inspections for a while, as I, I said. I had that familiar. I had a lot of background there. Kind of worked myself out of a job. I, I became... I knew then I was very detailed, very detailed to a fault doing that almost. And uh, just, uh, that was it. I, I was good at talking to folks at, at the time. I kind of honed in on that along with all the sales. But uh, insurance, we took a little course and insurance came up. Dad never asked me once to get involved in it. Um, he was kind of forced to go back home when he, he got a degree at U of H and kind of grandfather had a lot of business going on, needed him. He didn't want that from me. He wanted me to do my own thing. And he jokes, even at the convention last week, he let somebody else train me. So, uh, yeah, I went off and got a lot of experience. And once the once the technology was there, the, the iPads and all that, and the AMS systems, I could do it anywhere. Started out of the house in Kingwood, came to Montgomery. Wife found the school. Honest, honest thing. We found the school. We knew a guy up here, a good guy, had Southern Star, and we were looking at purchasing his book. But when we got up here, and it was in Conroe, and just uh, it's just it worked out. It's just kind of self-planted in Montgomery. There wasn't a big independent agency in Montgomery, and that was a CAA combined agents of America, and have all the uh, carriers that we have. And it's just been a great fit. Been it's been a blessing. Prayed a lot about it, and and and, and there's where we landed. Well, it's an interesting story. You obviously have traveled a long road to to get where you are, but you obviously also bring a ton of experience with you in business in general. Sure. And I love the inspection, being an inspector after you've been involved in building something, now you're inspecting it. Uh, I mean, you are absolutely armed for battle when you do that. Well, that, and that's what I meant to say is a home inspection thing too. I, I'm a risk manager for, by fault. I'll go out and see things that maybe some others don't because I did that for five years. And, um, you know, we've got to be careful. I can tell people, I don't want to run off and say, oh, I don't want the account. But sometimes, you know, if something's too much going on, we're going to have more claims than we ever thought. It's just some people like the risk management part. And uh, But, yeah, I got um, about two weeks ago, a guy from New York came down. We have a county out in Robertson County. We spent four days risk managing every single account not every fire department because sometimes they have two or three stations so yeah that's risk management right there but i've learned a ton from some of these insurance carriers uh, part of that so i do a lot of risk management myself for these larger commercial accounts so yes sir yeah risk management to me is what i learned about commercial insurance being in business uh is really the the cornerstone of good insurance is the risk management and what what you are actually doing and what you're doing wrong or not completely right and that creates a claim and claims is a dirty word from my right. perspective on the side of the the insurance so, yes sir no doubt about that a yeah, good point and documentation of what you do i mean these alarm uh, do alarm contractors and a lot of contractors if they're not documenting if you notice one thing uh, we talk about a lot in the industry ups or i don't know if prime but FedEx, they'll take a picture sometimes when they leave something. And that is so many small businesses, will, they just say, oh, well, it's done. You got to document what you're doing. You got to document that you covered how to run these kind of equipment. If you installed alarms or if you restoration contractors do a lot of that, you better document that you put things back the way they go. And so we try to help with things like that as well. So. Yeah. The common sense things that sometimes are missing. Yes, <laughs> I get you. It makes a lot of sense to me. Well, commercial insurance, I happen to know uh, 
uh, I work with a group of local business people in a CEO roundtable, uh, which is connected to the Conroe Chamber. Okay. And I mentor that group, and we have an insurance broker in the, mm-hmm. And boy, I have learned over the last couple of years of mentoring that group, learned so much of the background of commercial insurance and the things that go on. And the indication that, that she has brought to the table is it's a very, very difficult in many areas. Commercial insurance is getting expensive. Uh, insuring certain kinds of buildings. I mean, she always gives us an update on what's mm-hmm. going on. So tell us what's going on in the commercial insurance market in general. Well, you've said it. I mean, uh, work comp is pretty level. Um, we're about the only state that's right to work state that, that you don't, you're not, not forced to have work comp. Work comp rates are competitive very much more than other states. And so we're very competitive on work comp. Very competitive on, in a, a lower premium, I guess I should say, on general liability. What's going up, to your point, is auto and property. And uh, the folks that have big property, especially in one area, a lot of rooftop exposure is what the carriers look at. The, reinsur- the reinsurers are giving the carriers, say, a traveler's um, a run for their money this year. The reinsurers have taken a price increase. Probably should have been doing it little by little instead of all doing it this year. So that's one of our problems this year with property. Uh, we're shopping like crazy. We've got 20-something folks, about 20 folks in the uh, service center office, three up here just to work on new business. We're a sales office here and do it right. We shop, we shop, we shop to find, make sure they've got the best coverage with the lowest premiums. With some of these uh, coverages I'll get into in a little bit that some people don't think they need. I hate that Liberty Mutual commercial. Now, I mean, <laughs> Liberty, buy what you, I'll use Liberty, but you don't know what you need until a claim comes. So that is a, the, 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 the um, state of the union is reinsurers are making it pretty difficult. We're hoping we get through this year without some big, big losses, big hurricanes, because insurance, hate to say it, it's sometimes a socialism thing. It's spread, spread the wealth. You didn't have a claim, Richard. Maybe I didn't have a claim. But the guy down the hall, he had a claim, so we're all paying for it. And so we're hoping we get through this year without many losses, so maybe it'll stable out a little bit better next year. But um, there's companies getting in the market, and they, you know, they'll do something. that you, We have to know where the appetites. We, we need to know who likes a radio show host. Not everybody, not every carrier does. Who likes the LROs down there that have self-storage, wedding venues? Not all do. So we kind of know that because that's what we specialize in. And so we, and we have good rapport with underwriters, so we do best we can. And so we're, but things are going up, as you said. Well, and you know it as well or better than I do that things go up, they come down. That's right. They're always in motion, back and forth, back and forth. And to me, in my experience, that's where having the right insurance agent that can negotiate, that's aware, that has the information to find the best policy at the best rate. And a lot of people miss that, I think, when they're buying insurance, whether right. it be personal or business, they miss that. Right. Uh, I was raised in an environment in a family business, and my father taught me that you needed four key advisors, and one of them was your insurance agent. Yes, so they literally were an advisor to him, not just sale, selling him something, but several times a year, he would meet with them one-on-one and talk about what was going on because mm-hmm. we always were expanding into different kinds of businesses, and so he'd go through the costs. So, yeah, an agent, a good agent should be looked at, in my opinion, my experience, as an advisor mm-hmm. uh, in addition to providing a product. So, sure. Anybody can answer the phone and take a, take, a, take a call and place them somewhere, but it's the ongoing, the... Let's talk about what audit might come up. Let's talk about what new coverage that I'm seeing in the market, EPLI, discrimination claims. They're popping up. Didn't have those when I started. Didn't really have much of that, cyber and things like that. So, yeah, uh, my dad, you made, made him a comment, and we have a lot in common because we're both, you know, family business here, and I would just love working with my dad. He's Willie Yeary. He's a principal, and he always said when I started, it's an ever-moving target. It's a moving target. I'm like, what do you mean? It's a moving target. I see now, brother. I see. It's a moving target. <laughs> Every morning when you come in and unlock the door and flip the lights on, right? Yeah, sure. yeah, all the carriers. Target. Yeah, they'll, one of them will want to write this one year, and next year the actuary is, oh, we better get off that. So moving target. <laughs> it's a real challenge. Well, ladies and gentlemen, 
Believe it or not, we've gotten to the point we need to take a commercial break. We're going to take a short break, and then we're going to come back and, and talk to Mr. Yeary about uh, actual policies that when you start a business and then when you grow your business, the things that you need to look for in buying your commercial insurance. So please stay with us. We'll be right back with you. A Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's radio station with talk, music, weather, and traffic for Montgomery County. Have a question or comment about one of our shows? Want to know how to reach a host? Just contact the station at IRLoneStar.com or call in and leave a message at 936-647-3776. Get involved with your community with Lone Star Community Radio. Does volunteering at a nonprofit horse sanctuary sound wonderful? Or are you a veteran or a veteran spouse and think trying a peer group session through a local Horses and Heroes equine program might be worth trying? Henry's Home Horse and Human Sanctuary, located in Grand Central Park by appointment only, is home to a growing number of rescued and donated horses. Visit our website at henryshomehorsesanctuary.org or check out our Facebook at Henry's Home Horse and Human Sanctuary for more information. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You have been listening to the Weekly Business Hour, and uh, we're having, a, I think, a great conversation with an expert today, and Mr. Yeary is an expert in commercial insurance. So, Kyle, again, thank you for joining us, and now we're going to kind of dive into some of the nitty-gritty, uh, and I know some of our listeners are going to go, oh, why, you know, well, you need to have a basic understanding of your insurance, and I've seen it too often. Often in my consulting business, I go into a business and one of the things that's on the checklist, let's look at your insurance. Let's make sure that you're, you've got what you need. And too many times, over 50% of the time, the folks don't have the insurance because they did exactly, Kyle, what you said earlier. They picked up the phone, called somebody, and somebody placed the coverage, really taking no time to understand the right. business. Right. Well, I'm going to start a business. What basic insurance do I typically need to do it right to get started? Well, what we like to do, thank you for that question. What we like to do is find out what you're doing on a day-to-day-to-day basis. What might you do today? What might you do tomorrow? What have you done in the past? What are your some of your biggest jobs? What were they? Did, were they residential? Were they commercial if you were a contractor? What do you do? You do any designing? If you're a pool company, do you design the pools or does somebody else do it? Or do you, uh, there's a lot of things we need to capture. And a lot of people are just like, well, I just need insurance. Now, a lot of times we'll ask for the requirement, insurance requirements. If they're working for a company, they'll have insurance requirements. Usually it's always general liability on there. The standard is a 1 million occurrence, 2 million aggregate. That means 1 million per claim, 2 million in the course of the year. However, there's a 2 million on that as uh, for ongoing, for operations and products. Like if you had a claim around that, a lot of claims around products and operations or ongoing operations. Sometimes they'll need things like per project, if it's a contractor. Million per project, not just a million. All that stuff doesn't, it's good to have that kind of thing. They need professional liability in a lot of cases. It's not general liability, but the normal thing is general liability, one million, two million. It's uh, one million for bodily injury, one million for property damage only for third-party claims. It's third-party allegations or claims or suits that come in. Then there's a 5,000, a lot of, some companies exclude the 5,000 to 10,000. Liberty Mutual put a 15,000 in some different things. It's nice to have. Guess what? The attorney goes after 15,000. It's a non-fault slip and fall, no fault slip and fall. It's money, the 5,000 per person would be to help get them, their doctor bills covered and all that before a suit comes up. And so those are uh, normal things. you got to look at what drives it is um, usually sales, gross sales. Not net sales, but gross sales. Usually what drives it, GL premium or payroll. A lot of times you can do a payroll uh, by, say, W-2 or 1099 folks that work for that company, and then what sub-cost might be. And so it's um, so a lot of different things in there. But, yes, general liability, if, if I owned a business – and, and always I have, and I saw a lot of work comp claims, 
in uh, Coca-Cola. Let me tell you, because I worked with guys that would go out and investigate when these torn discs and things happen. It's a lot of lifting at, at jobs like that, and, and, and injuries are real. And um, work comp is, is – is, I always tell people you have the checkbook when you have work comp for an employee because general liability is not work comp. It does not do anything for your employee. General liability, third-party exposures, work comp – job-connected, work-related, employee-employer-related injuries, period. That's what work comp does. It helps with medical bills. If something drastic, a hand comes off, I mean, something happens, it could pay for life if somebody couldn't work again. So work comp is pretty inexpensive, necessary. Any kind of liability where you could get sued, I always think you have that first. Property insurance, if you don't have a bank breathing down your neck, I'm not saying don't insure your property, but you know how much it might cost today to replace. So if you only had money for liability insurance, that's what I would have. So uh, It makes a lot of sense, and I have had personal experience with claims in all those areas. Uh, we even at one point had a company that, uh, that we had no workers' comp because the price got up in the $20, uh, $25 range. It was a manufacturing, light manufacturing, right. but we were dealing with with some welding i mean we had exposures mm -hmm. but we did the where we went in with no and you set up the safety programs and i'm proud to say we went 22 months with no accidents That's great. 50 plus men working in a men and women working in two shifts That's great. and anytime we ever had problem it was in the second shift anyway it's those people working late at night that uh, but no we saved a boatload of money and we bought a medical policy mm -hmm. so if they had little yeah, back in the day, they had the uh, the occupational and you know AFLAC will come in and have some different pieces in there. So it's 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 nice to have something. Work comp has gotten it's it's per rate per hundred and or you know a rate per thousand. I think rate per hundred is what it's calculated, and it's uh, it's always worth looking at. But you're right, some of the higher exposures are going to be a little bit more oil and gas field work, things like that. But the risk are. I've had a claim, I can't say names, but it was a small, um, I saw a death claim not that long ago for a small landscaper. And um, work comp, they don't do, they, they investigate. And it was a guy ran out in the road or something, I don't even know. I just make sure they're talking right when it happens. My adjust, make sure an adjuster's assigned from the carrier and I'll follow up later. I don't want everybody telling us things. We do have a claim specialist. I love Charlie Keene in our office. She will help turn in claims. When something important like that, we get them connected real quick. And so, but I saw that. And, you know, I think the work comp carrier paid for the funeral. It was a death. Didn't have to. Had drugs in his system. And But my small business owner was protected against more suits from family and all that. Right. They could go after the work comp carrier if they didn't like what was going on. But... That is why you need work comp. I can't stress it enough because so many miscommunications out there. So, so many people think they have work comp when, when they don't, when they have a GL policy. But ongoing property, you know, property is a good policy. It's got That's where you can get your business income, your um, uh, all the different things, property and transit, inland marine. Sometimes it's inland marine if it's a big, lot of welding machines traveling. Sometimes a little bop, a business owner package, will just throw in property in transit, property off-premise, business income up to 12 months, usually a waiting period, about a three-day waiting period. have to explain that every day. But, uh, <laughs> you know, there's builder's risk. Uh, that's if you're building or renovating a, a property. I mean, there's a lot of different property. But um, if you have the property, sometimes you might own the building. Like right now, you just have property BPP, business personal property of your furniture and stock or goods if it were a convenience store or landscape, a nursery, you know, you've got stock and goods. Sometimes plants are excluded, sometimes they're not. I mean, there's a lot of things to worry about and explain. We try to explain what you have. Can't always make 100% sure that a claim will be covered, but you can sure go with past experience of where you've seen good claims handling and try to explain some things that you know might be a, a gray area, like wind-driven rain or something like that. Right. So there, there's a lot of lot of variables in there. And a claim comes down to how it's styled and, and filed with, with an attorney. And, and we you know that. And so 
But yeah, we just try to do the best we can with it. There's so many different lines of coverage from, like I say, the cyber that would help with ransomware. But our cyber defense is get your IT guys to, to lock you down and, and help from the rogue employees. And, and that's the best line of defense. Do something about it there like the risk management. But it, things happen, right? So there's a little cyber insurance. Sometimes it's in the business uh, package. Sometimes you have to do it standalone, depending on what kind of uh, uh, account insured you have DNO if you've got a board you got to have DNO insurance for the board have some protection and it also w- would would come into play for volunteers working on behalf of a board so there's just a lot of things to we just kind of assess what they're doing and try to get the coverages they need sometimes a, a cert- uh, certificate and request will come over and it's just GL but they're a accountant Okay, you got a little GL exposure. You got PNL exposure. You got errors and admissions. If you make a mistake, I have that coverage I have to have. So we try to educate. So well, and and I hope folks are picking up on what you're saying directly or indirectly is insurance, uh, and particularly business insurance. I mean, personal insurance. Yes, the homeowners policy. That kind. There is a lot to it. It's like a giant crossword, or not a crossword, but a giant puzzle. And there are 1,000 or 10,000 pieces. And a lot of folks that I know have come across in my career don't understand that. Right. It's, it's not a rubber stamp. It's not one size fits all in no way. I was uh, serving uh, on a board at a church, our church that we went to, and it was a fairly good size. It is a fairly good size church. And uh, one of the hurricanes, I can't remember, Harvey probably, if I remember right, and they actually had income protection. Mm -hmm. And when that came up, I said, my gosh, because I wasn't working with the insurance side, but I said, gosh, for a church to have that, I said, that would, and it was smart. Because they oh, got sure. X number of dollars to help We've had cover some of the expenses. Yeah, it's, so, it's needed. But you, you know, think about it, you, you, the average person would say, why would a church, right? But down. it works. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it really works, and it was needed, I mean, in a sense that right. they were shut down for five days or whatever. Yeah, yeah they missed some Sundays. But, you know, one of the best, uh, I, I can't say names again, but a large contractor we had hired non-owned on it because we just add an auto. I didn't get to that. But on our auto, we try to always have hired non-owned. And what that is, if an uh, employee is driving their personal vehicle on company time, or maybe even after company time in this one, it was a gray area. He was going home from a job, but ran over uh, somebody, and it was a fatality involved. And um, thank goodness we had hired non-owned on that policy because he had defense. Whether they pay everything or not, sometimes the defense is just huge to have the coverage on there. You let the attorney sort it out. Let the adjusters, attorneys, and all that. But just having the right coverages. I, I'm a proponent. I try to... Load it up as much as I can with all the coverages that might could might could come into play, and then kind of let people look at it and make some decisions. But uh, and then you know educate that way. And again, I'll, I'll tell you, a property is expensive right now. I'll, I'm not afraid to tell people we want clients for life. We're going to be here. We show up. We want the claim to go well. If you can't do property right now. Maybe that's something you you kind of do some self insurance on. Put ten thousand in the bank every year, or you know a thousand a month for something. I'm not a proponent of doing not insuring your property, but you know what it is to replace it in some regards. So there's things like that. We'll also be very frank and and try to help educate as well. I do a lot of car wash insurance, and a lot of these small ones now. They could be self-insured on the, on the property if they don't have a bank uh, requirements. You know, f- real quickly, one of the, the the single worst workers' comp claim I ever came across personally, which it wasn't in the business, but it was a neighbor, and they were having they had hired a roofing company, and they were putting on a hot tar flat roof. Yes, sir. And one of the young employees fell into the tar. Oh wow. Mm. Okay. Mm. And the roofer didn't have workers' comp. Yeah. Okay. So they came after the homeowner, mm-hmm. and uh, it was a battle royal. Okay. His, you know, he had family that he didn't even know he had because he passed away. They all came from north, south, east, west, and with their hands out. 
And I know it upset that family for two or three years to be embroiled. Of course, their homeowners stepped in to some extent, but uh, it just it doesn't make sense not to have insurance, or if you hire people in this case, make sure that they have insurance. I mean, it was a total freak accident. Yeah, no, it is. It that, happens. Uh, it does. Things happen, and that's we've seen a claim or two, right? And but that's you know. A lot of residential, they don't ask a HVAC company that roof for, for certificates of insurance. Where a commercial care, this building would make sure that everybody's working has insurance right. or had a certificate of insurance. One thing we've also uh, really stringent on, on our uh, restoration contractors, which do roofing and all that, they need a, all their vendors need a 30-day notice of cancellation. So they get tipped off. <coughs> If somebody doesn't pay for insurance that is working for them and so those are kind of things but you're right man on residential half the time you don't I don't ask for certificates of insurance if somebody's coming out I just I know some that I insure that we have come out work on the AC but all the mulch guy probably doesn't have it and see a good insurance agent in my opinion will counsel you in your business and say look this is one of many things on a checklist but when you hire an outside vendor or whatever uh, connect things uh even have services done you need you just need to to make sure you have it well as we kind of wind down our time i want to give you some time to talk to our listeners and talk about okay it's the annual hurricane season if you will and there's some key things that everyone out there that owns a business should be doing regarding their insurance at this point if you would share your perspective on that well we had a, a conference a while back with a, a to conroe chamber I believe and uh, we had uh, an account of ours it's uh janae is dry Tech. So they came in and talked about hurricane preparedness and janae did a great job at highlighting all that and i've got I, I send it out sometimes but it's the obvious things if your hurricane's coming Try to put your car in a garage. That that makes sense. Pick up your bully uh, furniture. Pick up your your chairs and bird feeders and all that kind of stuff. That's a flying projectile. So that's the normal things. Make sure you got gasoline. Make sure you got batteries. All that kind of stuff. Internet goes down. We saw in Harvey and beyond. But um, um, uh, generator. If you got a, a self generator, make sure it's got clean gas in it, and, and, and it will start when you need it at midnight one night. You know, that, and I think we're all guilty of letting things sit around, right? Pressure washer, you can use it when you need it. You know, always maintain it. So maintaining things like that. The main thing for insurance, though, Rick, is have your documents. I, I publish. Uh, uh, Charlie in my office publishes. Um, Claims, all the claims, the companies we use, and, and that that and their claims numbers, so they have it. And a good in, a good if you're really preparing, get your insurance documents. You might call your agent and say, "Do I have business income for wind and hail?" I tell you, on these tier one coastal properties, a lot of times you'll have a fire policy, and then you'll have a wind and hail policy. And if you don't have business income on the wind and hail policy, you don't have business income when a hurricane comes. So uh, those are good questions to kind of ask your agent. Do I have business income in case my business is down? You know, a tornado, hurricane gets it. Storm surge. We all, A lot of people misnomers about uh, storm surge and, and water, rising water. That's flood. That is not wind and hail policy. So do you have a flood policy if you live on the coast? It's getting expensive now. On, on the barrier reef, as they call it, it's flood is getting really expensive. But you know, you got to know how high the water can rise before. I've got a friend that's got a place in Crystal, and he's wondering, well, do I need flood? I do probably need it, but it's expensive. And you know, how, is the water really going to get up that high? So it's a lot of self calculations, right? But yeah, you, you just need to make sure you have your documents, your insurance policies, and things like that, or at least your policy number and a claims number. If something happens, you call them, you notify, you can call your agent, they turn it in, or you call the agent, the uh, carrier direct, even if it's a surplus lines like a chin cap or Burns and Wilcox, they'll get that turned in for you. Liberty, Nationwide, American Hallmark, United Fire, all the Utica that, that we use a lot, the, the Nationwide, they have direct claims. And when bad weather, they're usually staffing that. 
And then uh, another thing that people don't remember and, and they forget about is what are your valuables? Do you have a video of it? That's the best thing, a video of your valuables uh, uh, and just a valuation, a close valuation of what it might be worth. Because so many times uh, something comes, whatever, fire, hurricane, flood, and they're like, I don't know well, how much it would cost. So those things are important to have that kind of stuff. And then after a hurricane, of course, don't touch uh, wires that are downed wires. Call somebody about that and uh, the common sense after that. But um, help your neighbor. Well, the thing, too, and the point you make that's just, just so important is have your documents, your insurance documents and other documents, too. Have them in a place that if you have to evacuate or you do need them, they're, you know exactly where they are, and you can get them and pull them. So many times I've seen claims, just the limited experience I have, people are delayed because they don't have their information. Right. And you want to get on that list, right? You get on that Especially list. Especially if it's a major situation, you want to be at the top of the list, not down at That's the true. bottom, and you're sitting there, uh, you know, weeks later waiting for somebody to come out. You know as well as I do, when, when, when the ones came in last uh, two years ago, uh, two in Louisiana up the Sabine River, I think it was, in a matter of uh, a week, and, and all these hurricanes come in at once, these adjusters will go and be sent here and here. And so you're right. The sooner you get in and the sooner you kind of track it. That's what we come in. A good agency will come in and help you track claims, too. And that's what Miss Charlie does for us. She helps track these claims to uh i tell you i tell her all the time just love her i went to a conference this last week and it was brian bill Bilchek, a coach for the ravens and one thing he he kind of oddball way of doing it but it's a breakfast uh scenario the bacon the chicken and the, the chicken uh, bacon and eggs okay bacon and eggs the pigs all in pigs all in and uh chicken has a little bit to say there they give some eggs but you want an office full of pigs like we have. And, and I called Charlie uh, Friday when I came back. I said, Charlie, you're a real pig for us because she's been around forever. And she's like, what? And I explained it. But we have some true pigs that are all in, in good times and bad times when it gets hard like this. You don't just punch the clock. Right. You might have to stay a little bit late like Miss Charlie does. And Rachel, and we've got an office full of some real bacon, I should say. But in and, and most agencies, if they're in it for the long haul, they're 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 in it for service. And but uh, yeah, these things are uh, we try to always publish that the new claims. Uh, we hit them before they have to ask a lot of times when hurricanes come. And here's your claims numbers or, you know, but yeah, it's people need to reach out. Yeah. Again, I encourage everybody in their business to consider their insurance agent and advisor, just like the lawyer, the accountant and so on and so forth. You need to not just somebody selling you something, but tap on, ask them to help advise you of where to go, what you need, how much you need, so on and so forth. And if they can't do that, you're probably talking to the wrong person. Well, Kyle, I, I can't thank you enough, Kyle, thank you. Uh, to taking time today to visit with us. We've had a good long run through commercial insurance. If people have questions or want to reach out to you, What's the best way for them to do Yeah, that? they could. Uh, my office number, Celinda, that used to work for the chamber, uh, she's a, a, a gift. Uh, she used to work for the Montgomery Chamber, and she's with me now. She's usually there, 936-449-8055, and she can find me. But uh, Celinda, Angie, my wife, that would quote at midnight and has, I've got some real bacon there that are, are all in. And then myself, I even have a text that, you know, people can reach. We At our office, we have a text, too. That's kind of the new technology. We've got a lot of older folks, <laughs> some, but we've got the technology with a text group that we've got a lot of people that like to text. And, and so we have that in our system. But, yeah, Kyle.Yeary, Kyle, K-Y-L-E dot Y-E-A-R-Y at firstinsurance.net. Great email. My text is 281-460-4853. And I'm out and about a lot. I mean, I've, I've got about four or five niche things that I do for many states. We're licensed in about 30 states right now. But I'm a generalist here. We are a generalist here. And I, thankfully, I've got a great team that when we get a bit, when we get somebody in place, there's a phone call away if they need a certificate that day, uh, invoicing issues, claims handling, things like that. We don't write the checkbook. 
but we make sure things are getting tracked and we make sure our insureds are talking to our carriers and there's no big gap there. And that's one thing I know our customers will We'll, we'll say so appreciate your time thank you so so much well thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and your experience uh, I know that I'm enlightened in a couple areas and uh, always got to be learning so ladies and gentlemen we're going to take our final break of the day and when I come back I'm going to deliver you my one best consult tip of the week and it's entitled how do you select the right business to start lots of discussion over the years lots of books written about how to start a new business and how to decide this and that. But I boiled it down to three or four points and I wanna make those to you. So please stay with us, we'll be right back with you. Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show with monthly and weekly slots available on Conroe's FM 104.5 and 106.1 and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station message line at 936-647-3776. Hey, y'all. It's DJ Mike from Dan Simon, Texas. Join me Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. as I count down the top 10 Texas Red Dirt songs that are packing the dance floor. I'll be featuring local artists and the story behind the hits, shows in the area, as well as new songs that make you want to dance. It's Dance Time in Texas with DJ Mike on Lone Star Community Radio, 104.5 KCZW and 106.1 KZCC, Conroe, Texas, or online, IRLoneStar.com. An estimated 1 in 10 births will result in a neonatal intensive care stay, also known as the NICU. Overnight, a family can find themselves and their newborn baby in a critical situation. The Mila Foundation financially and spiritually assists families in need. If you would like to volunteer or become a monthly sponsor, please visit us at www.themilafoundation.org. Again, that's www.themilafoundation.org, because every life matters. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We're in the final segment of our program today. You're listening to the Weekly Business Hour. We just had a wonderful, I think, wonderful conversation with Kyle Yeary on commercial insurance, an area that is a lot more important than uh, some people think. It's a very, very important part of your business, and you need to find a good agent. And I know that Kyle and his organization, if you listen to his history, his background, it's generational. He seems to really know commercial insurance, so I encourage you to reach out to him if you can't find the, own exp- uh, the experience that you need in your own agent. So please, Kyle Yeary and First Insurance. I promised you at the break that I would talk a little bit about uh, selecting the right business. Uh, we don't have a lot of time left, and I don't want to push through this too quickly, particularly if you or a friend of yours, a family member, Uh, are looking to start a business because I think there's certain areas that are often overlooked. They're talked about and there's an approach uh, kind of up front and in the black and white, but there's some things behind the scene that I think can help, help you, help the person you know, the person who's starting a business make a better decision or the best decision for them their families, et cetera. So I want to have the opportunity to go through those points. Before I do this, though, I want to remind you that a pod video cast of today's program will be available on Wednesday of this week. You'll be able to find it out there on Facebook, uh, YouTube, under the Weekly Business Hour, also here at the station, Lone Star Community Radio, at IRLoneStar.com. Click on Shows, Morning. You see the Weekly Business Hour, and it'll be posted there as well. But let me take a couple minutes that we have left and kind of outline what I would like to talk about. And I'll pick it up next week and kind of go through a little bit more detail. When you're going to start a business, there is a lot of work to do if you want to do it right. Uh, it's, It's not a Hollywood movie where someone's laying in bed or sitting on a beach or driving down the street and they have this wonderful idea pop into their head and it's to start the newest Facebook company. 
uh, or the newest tech company in some area or whatever it might be. Uh, or I'm working for someone, say I'm a plumber or electrician, and I say, man, I could do this better. I know how to organize. I treat the customers better, et cetera. I'm going to go start it. That's the beginning, but that is only a very, very small part of it. There is a lot of work to do if, if, and I leave, I emphasize if, obviously, if you're going to do it right. And I'd like to help people. That's what I try to do. Have lots of people talk to me over the years about starting businesses. And I'm always willing to give up to an hour to anybody, no charge, because I love to hear the new ideas or the old ideas that they have a different approach to. I love to talk about starting business. But there's a number of components that need to be touched. First one is budget, okay, the money. Where's the money coming from? How much money do I need? You know, the average business takes at least two or three years to show a profit. Now, there are exceptions and on both sides of that number. Some take a little longer. Some will show pretty quickly. Uh, and it all depends on the type of business you're going into. But the budget and sitting down and running some numbers, whether it's a pencil and a pad and a little hand calculator, or you have a financial program and you put in data and you can run scenarios and so on and so forth. But you've got to start with a realistic number because I've seen in many, many cases people have that number, but they don't have $1 more and something happens and then bam, they're in trouble big time. Make sure you have the available time and resources. A lot of people start businesses on the side. It's their side gig, right? you got to make sure you have the time to do that. Make sure you've got the time, the two or three years. How are you going to pay the bills? And the resources that you need, that you have contacts, information. You can connect with good people who will do business with you and in turn make it where you can do business with others. Scalability. How big do you want to grow this business? A lot of folks are satisfied just with a small business. Very important and something I'll talk about in detail next week. And then finally, the other area that I feel that's so important is the market. You're going to have to be realistic and determine how big the market is, okay? It's not, hey, when they started Facebook, they were going to do it just for colleges. But then they found out, didn't know it when they started, that they could spread it out to the general public and draw business in that way. But that fell into their lap. That doesn't happen very often. So you've got to spend some time, find the resources, find people to look at the market. Even if it's going to be a mom-and-pop business, the worst thing in the world, you open the doors and you stand there behind the counter and the phone doesn't ring and people don't come across the threshold. You've got to determine your market. I want to thank you, though, for joining us today. Hope you enjoyed the show. Hope you were able to get something out of the discussion that uh, Kyle Yeary brought to us. Uh, a lot of good information. I'd appreciate it if you get an opportunity to share with someone you know that's in business uh, a link to today's program. Invite them to join us. We'll be back next week right here on Monday at 11 a.m. We've got a very exciting guest joining us in a very specific area. So please take the time to do that. And as I try to tell people every week, the most important thing you can do is pay attention to your own business. So wishing you a wonderful week. And I look forward to talking to you again soon. Thanks.